God, you said something. I forgot to record the first 20 seconds with him. That's all right. That's why I kind of redid the... <clears throat> so we talked to Brandon Gertz. Great to get our first professional warrior on the show and bring that perspective on. Professional warrior. Interesting way of putting it. Longtime Bellator fighter for like a decade. And then now he currently does um, bare knuckle. And from the conversation, Tom... It sounds like he's got some more beer knuckle fights left in him. What do you think? Guy's a warrior. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll be fighting for a long time to come. I like that I was able to get a ghost story out of him. Yeah, you did. You got a ghost story out of him. A pretty creepy one at that. Yeah, real creepy one. Super cool guy, family guy. Uh, he's holding one of his boys in the arm for part of the interview. So if you hear a baby crying, that that is that. And uh, I had some other audio issues during the podcast, and I take full responsibility since I produce it. But it should sound just fine. Everything should sound just fine. So hope you guys enjoy our conversation we have with uh, our first warrior on the podcast, Brandon Gertz. Right now, bare knuckles, bare knuckle boxing is the thing, man. It's kind of got my got my interest right now. You fought Bellator. You're fighting bare knuckle now. The payday's way better in bare knuckle, yeah. Yeah, they're paying well, bro. They're they're paying well, and then you know, just for you know the the training. That's not saying the training's any easier. The fights are any easier. You know, they all have their different uh, you know aspects of of toughness. But just now, and you know, my career and everything. This this has just been kind of a seems like the right path. How did that come up? Like, uh, did did you or your agent reach out, or did they approach you? So it was funny, they, you know, I was kind of on a little bit of a break, you know, I kind of, I've had a kid and stuff like that and kind of, you know, just been focusing on that and they, they messaged me about uh, the first Denver card that were coming here and they were just messaging me to see if I wanted to come, you know, just they're like, oh, we got tickets if you want to come basically and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool, it's like maybe I'll fight for you guys once and, and then that's where it took off, <laughs> you know, they're like, really? Like, yeah, because you know, it kind of seems exciting. You know, to me, it's kind of, it's it's an exciting sport. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I think uh, it almost feels like, you remember how, like, the UFC felt, like, early on? Almost like, uh, like, fringe. Like, there was, like, a small group of people that we really loved it and we knew about it. And it's kind of what Bare Knuckle feels like, you know, like, 30 years ago with the UFC. You know, it's funny. is I feel like I've used that analogy recently where I kind of just said that, um, that's what it feels like, you know, it's fresh, it's new, it's brutal, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of like, like you said, how the UFC was at first. And, um, it's like, it's still, it's still catching steam and stuff, but it's so fresh and people are, you know, still trying to figure it out. It's like no gyms are like, tr- nobody's like a bare knuckle gym, you know, nobody's mm-hmm. training for bare knuckle they are now people are starting to but there's no gym like even my gym still we go and sparring is mma sparring you know or boxing sparring. you know it's not nothing's nothing's towards you know bare knuckle it is starting to now but that's because of how fresh it is and it's just kind of it's cool to be a part of something new like that you know mm-hmm. yeah especially early on like that you you mentioned um that you are a father again recently how's that man how's that been yeah, man. Uh, if you if you're your father, you know it. You know it's tiring at first, <laughs> but it is very tiring. You know, I got two boys now, which is a dream. You know, for me, as if you know me and everything, like that's like family is everything to me. And to have two boys, 
you know, I got a lot of slack in the beginning given, um, you know, I was like, it's going to be a, we didn't, you know, we didn't do the gender like we waited until birth and stuff. And I was pretty much just saying it's going to be a boy. And then, of course, you get all the, the people that want to give you crap and like, well, how about if it's a girl? I bet you're having a girl. And I was like, nah, God wouldn't give me girls. Yeah. You know, um, if you know the type of guy I am and whatnot, <laughs> the the having boys is like my destiny, you know, and, and now I got two, you know, first one was like, yep, I knew I was going to have a boy. Second one, I was like, I'm not sure, maybe, maybe they'll give me a girl this time, but <laughs> another boy, you know, and um, I'm super excited. Like I said, right now it's tiring. Man, our, our boy just, I want to say six, he's pretty, he's almost two months old. You know, so any new parent and stuff knows those first, first few months are sleepless. You know, even though my girl does most of the work, you know, I, I'm not equipped with what, what what these guys need right away. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm there for the helping hand, you know, and it's, uh, it's a lot, but it's, 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 there's nothing more that's giving me more purpose in this world, you know? Mm-hmm. I hear you, brother. And you, you got Vici too, right? Oh yeah, I got it. I got him. I got him. Of course, man, he's sitting right next to me, like I always. You know, that's my that's my guy. For people listening that may not know who we're talking about, who is Vici? Ah, uh, Vici. Vici's my pup, man. He's been the he's been the rider for a long time. Anybody that's followed me in Bellator, he's basically you know the Bellator mascot. I mean, they all call them that. You know, and the, the guys have walked me out to the cage a few times, traveled to all the fights. Um, you know, he was everywhere. The dude, the dude's 12 now, you know, so he's, you know, it's like, it's all getting a little, you know, get, he's, we call him a gentleman now, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> so Brandon, uh, I definitely, like I said, I'm stoked to have you on here because I have a martial arts background, wrestled my whole life, fought in MMA, still coaching and competing. And Mike's obviously a MMA journalist. So you're former, the first, former. first warrior that we've had on the podcast and, uh, when we're talking the bare knuckle stuff, it's funny how it is new and it's fresh to us. But like when you look back, how boxing used to always be contested bare knuckle. So it's also sick that you're uh, really participating in a super old tradition and like connecting to the, you know, old time tough man style of boxing. And you come from a wrestling background too, don't you? Yeah. Yep. I, uh, you know, started in high school, wrestling college. And, you know, I consider myself, you know, a wrestler. You know, like any anybody that's been a wrestler, that's our that's the grind. You know, that's what you know. I uh, contribute a lot of my turning into a man. You know, you obviously come in as a wrestling background. That's once a wrestler, hours a wrestler. You know, that's and I tell people like that's that's the toughest thing I've ever done. <laughs> you know, fighting stuff, getting punched, whatever. But uh, wrestling is the true. You know, is the grit. So. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's cool to be now in the bare knuckle box. Like you said, that's just the as raw as it gets to, you know, and it goes all the way back to the beginning of the time, you know, and there's nobody in this world that's, you know, doesn't know what, you know, a, a fight, a, a fist fight is bare knuckle. You know, that's like what a true, true, true fight is. So it's just kind of cool to be a part of it, really. Definitely. And uh, with bare knuckle, too, it's like as it's thrown back, like they allow a lot more clinching and wrestling to be used and stuff so i'm sure you incorporate that into your style and your training and whatnot and uh like you said you feel like wrestling is the toughest thing that you've done even after doing bare knuckle and taking punches to the face and whatnot and uh earlier you said that you felt like the training you said not necessarily easier or anything but uh 
has been kind of nice after a lifetime of wrestling to just focus on throwing hands and throw away all the grindy groundwork and whatnot as you just transition to bare knuckle. Oh, and that's it right there. Wrestling is by far the hardest thing to train. Anybody will tell you that, you know, anybody that's an MMA fighter. It's like we'll be at the gym and all week striking, sparring days, classes full, wrestling day comes and you got, you know, 50% to 60% of the guys, you know, because that's where the true men are made, honestly. And um, bare knuckle boxing is, is brutal in there. You know, it's a lot, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, hand injuries and obviously lacerations and shit come, come from it. So in the actual fight, I, I feel like it's a little tougher, you know, but the training for it, because I don't have to wrestle all the time. I'm not getting my limbs pulled on. I'm not pushing and pulling quite as much. The training's a little easier on the body, you know? Um, and you're just able to, after freaking, you know, I don't even know how many years I've been training MMA, quite, quite a, you know, decade and a half or so, and um, doing all martial arts, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. You know, you go in, you do some groundwork, you come back, you do some mitts, you come back, you do you do some other, you know, jujitsu or whatever. And it's like, it, it, it's tough, you know, when you're able to just to focus on one aspect of the game, you know, boxing, it's um, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that the, the I'm, I'm not saying it's easy by any means. It's still got it. But it did compare when you're training every martial art, you know. Right. And it's probably keeping things fresh for you as well. Just a different expression of combat. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I haven't done MMA in a long time, over a decade myself, because I was dealing with some eye injuries that kept me away from striking for a while. But uh, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that really wants at least one bare knuckle fight to experience it, too. Just the, the rawness and the toughness of it. It's it's pretty badass. Well, it's so new, you know. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, sit, you know, anybody that's ever been a street fight, that's what a street fight is in a way, you know. But this is, uh, you know, it's it's new and exciting. And you get a, you know, it isn't just the same as boxing. It isn't just the same as MMA. Or even if you just stri- it was a striker, it's, it's not. It has a different strategy even to it, you know. And when you see... You know, now it's getting bigger and you see the more high level and you watch the the better the fighters, you know, the higher the level of the fighters have done it. They have a, it's strategic, you know, it ain't just a brawl out there like you, you're learning the differences now and how to strategize. And it's, it's, it's kind of a beautiful new little art, you know. For sure, bro. You you said uh, the fighters now, too. And it's you, you're such an OG in this game, dude, that your fifth fight, you beat Drew Dober. <laughs> like at, you know what i'm saying like you you have literally been fighting the best dudes for a long fucking time and now you're you're going into a new sport a new old sport as we as we're talking about but the dudes that are coming in now you're seeing a lot of mma guys coming mma guys that have been doing it for a while that are kind of coming over to to bare knuckle now do you think that trend's going to continue or do you think you're going to see guys solely training for bare knuckle so I definitely think we're going to see more people train just for bare knuckle. And I do think you're going to start to see more um, gyms training for it. You know, we're even starting, you know, we have a good little crew and I have a belief and a feeling, you know, soon we might, you know, have a bare knuckle class, you know, or something, you know, like my coach is learning more bare knuckle techniques. He's learning how to, you know, we, we hit mitts half the, most of the time bare knuckle, which is a whole new thing to me but to my coach you know he never trained any but he's probably till 
you know, two years ago where my first fight was, me and Chris Camozzi, he's never caught a caught a, uh, a punch bare knuckle ever because why would you train bare knuckle? You know, nobody ever did that. And then we, and now we have. So it's like we're all advancing and learning. And soon I believe there'll be actual bare knuckle, you know, fucking gyms. You know, there should be. And we're, we're even, there's, you know, on the low, like we're kind of, starting that now honestly and we're starting to get more people at our gym that are bare knuckle and coming to our gym because of me Kamozi. i mean we got todd duffy now coming to our gym you know um you know and then on top of that you know i feel like we got some of the best coaches in it with with uh fucking jake ramos and now you know i brought my my boy pat barry into it which i i believe he he has a knack for it um and we're gonna see more and more people training for it now to say people are going to start like an 18 year old kid like i'm just going to do bare knuckle I, I think you should get into some of the other striking stuff first because i do think there's a different damage um point you know where i wouldn't tell an 18 year old to like go instantly into this because you're, you're going to come out looking like scarface by the time he's my age now you know, um, because there, there, there's a different, there's a little different mentality in that, and the cuts are real, you know, and they happen, they happen ten times easier than having a, you know, a, an MMA mid on and and whatnot. But I do believe the sport will grow where people are training specifically for bare knuckle boxing, which is already starting now. If anybody wants any proof, go watch your first uh, your first bare knuckle fight, dude. That cut, that gash you had in your head, dude, it was insane. It it, it was, man. But that that's how that's still a bitter. That's still a, that's still a, a, a negative little spot for me, man. Because I've had I've had worse, you know. There, I, I, you know, like that cut was insane, and that was from a jab. You know, and that's where you got to learn that this game is different. You know, like, like I tell you, like, especially Baz, like I used to use the getting jabbed in my forehead as my like range finder. Like I didn't care to get jabbed in the forehead, you know, like that. I'm a shorter fighter. Jabbing the forehead, I'm finding my range, you know, so I can come in, you know, and that again was learning the aspects of the different game, you know, like you you're not, you don't want to take even a jab, <laughs> you know, because it can, it can end the fight prematurely like that, which I still believe was prematurely ended, given I, the people the people I saw that fought, I mean, there was a girl fight on that same card, and this girl was still getting stitched up by the time I came back four fights later, you know, I'm like, they let this girl just get her, someone hated this girl, like, let her get, let her get cut up. You know, but, but, you know, so that one still holding me. It's like, dude, that was a cut. I was in one of the most brutal sports. Like, let me fight, you know. Um, you were coming on, too. Oh, I, I was coming forward. I was, I, I felt it. I've seen it, you know, like when you've been in enough fights, you see when people, you see their eyes change. And I saw that, I saw that dude's eyes change. Like, oh, fuck, he's a little different than I thought. Like, he'd he, be he a little quicker than I thought, you know? Um, and I saw that when I knocked him down once and he's, when I put him square on his fucking, square on his fucking face, you know? Um, but it is what it is. I'm not going to, I was pretty upset about that, especially being my first bare knuckle fight, plus going into it thinking I would never lose in this sport because it's tailor-made for me, you know? And then to get to only do two rounds, 
and you're like, are you, that was, that was what, four minutes? I was like, bro, I was so upset. <laughs> At least you were able to come back with that second one and, and show out. You know, I had a lot coming behind. Obviously, anytime I go out there, I'm going to kill. But that one, I was, you know, I obviously had a little bit more behind me, given that I didn't even get to go. You know, I didn't get stopped. I didn't get ended. You know, I didn't get to end them. You know, so coming in that next one, I, I just took it all in, honestly. Like, that was one of the most present fights, I feel like, since I fought in Italy that I've ever been, just because of where I know I am in my career, but just, Knowing what got taken away from me last time, this time I just kind of was as present as possible, you know. And um, it, it, it was amazing, like you said, coming in there, and I just I, I knew I was going to put that guy away instantly. Yeah, I knew it too. I think I texted you before too. I, I said something to that effect. So the show's conspiracy and chill. So we obviously we don't just talk about conspiracies because you're on the show and you're not a conspiracy guy. Um, <laughs> not to say that you're not into them, but that's not what you're known for. Is what I'm saying, you know. Um, yeah. But if if I was gonna ask you, Brandon Gertz, is there something that people might be surprised to find out that you believe, like you believe in Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts? Is there something like crazy, or I wouldn't even say crazy because uh, some of the things we believe. But is there something like that that you believe that people might be surprised to find out? Well, no one should be surprised about aliens anymore, right? They came right. out and said they're real. You know, but I believed in that before that. I believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits. I believe, well, I believe in everything. Honestly, <laughs> I, I do not, I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm, I'm kind of in my own world, but I believe, I don't believe everything's just is what we see, you know? And I, like I just said, I've always believed in aliens. I've always believed in ghosts. I, I, I believe in it all. You know, I got a very, very open mind and everything, you know, so mm-hmm. when we talk about, you know, like a conspiracy talks about something, I'll be like, that could be true, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like very, very well could be true, you know, um, and uh, so I, I'm very open minded on it all, man. I'm not, I don't get into it too much. You know, I'm not one that watches the news at all. I don't really, you can act like I just got told a bunch of new stuff going on in the world because I don't really pay attention to anything. I got, I got too much stuff to let my mind get into it because I, I believe in everything, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so awesome. I, I don't, I don't go too deep into it. I definitely wouldn't call myself a conspiracy theorist because, um, I just can't put my, I can't use my, my brain energy on it. Um, but I do believe there's truth in a lot of things. That's definitely awesome. that's I, very well put brother i feel like there's a lot of crossover between people who do combat sports and are interested in it or have the mind to go you know get into a violent encounter with someone else locked in a cage and you know being open-minded towards things or like seeking the truth or not being afraid to have a different or controversial opinion so you said you're not uh married to any theory but do you have any uh strange stories or <laughs> unexplainable encounters you've ever had or something like that that you'd want to share Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, like I've seen some things in the sky that I can't explain, you know, watching something and all of a sudden zapped away, you know, not just a satellite moving, not just a flying star, you know, and I, I saw, I do remember one great story of, of, uh, of ghosts back when I was in, in college wrestling in freshman year, you, um, the school actually during Christmas break, like you can't stay in the dorms, like it closes, but we still got practice. 
So we have to stay, you know, at a senior's house or someone else's house. And I'm staying at, I'm staying down in the basement. It's me and a guy named George Lionel. He's, he was a beast and, and he was a beast. Um, and I, I went somewhere. I don't know where I stayed one night. I went somewhere and I came back the next, the next day. He's like, dude, it was crazy here, bro. Like I was hearing stuff. I swear I saw stuff. Um, cause I wasn't there, you know, and he's like, saying all these weird you know i'm getting shivers while i'm talking about damn <laughs> and, and uh he's like dude it was scary man and then the next night he goes somewhere and i'm down there by myself tv turns on by itself duh, duh, duh. i look over where he's normally sleeping I, i'm not making this up i see some dude sitting on the couch not sitting like on the couch but sitting on like the like top you know like where the headrests are or whatever you want to call it sitting there a no joke like is i just instantly turned my head back into the couch just be like all right bro we cool we cool bro (laughs) i fall you know fall back asleep eventually dude it was one of those things where they already talked about, like the people that lived there that down in the basement was kind of freak. Like they've heard things and this and that. I think we were the first ever, like, you know, everybody, all the bedrooms were upstairs. Like we were just staying, you know, we were out on the couches. And like I said, night before he saw stuff and heard stuff. And then that night TV kept coming on just like that, you know, we, where it's just fuzzy. And then I saw, I did, I saw someone sitting on that couch. I was like, all right, all right, yep, <laughs> these things are real, and I've already believed in that, like I said, I believe in spirits, I believe in ghosts, uh, I believe, like I already said, I believe in it all, man, it's, it's, I don't know why we would think, like, none of that's real, you know, that, you know, to really think we're the only spirits or people or things around here is a little naive, if you ask me. Definitely. I just know all I just know I'm a good person. I know I've never wronged nobody. And if there's bad spirits, there's good spirits. You know, it's how I always put it. So I I ain't worried. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, just out of curiosity, where do you uh, fall spiritually, would you say? Well, spiritually, religiously, you mean? Religiously, um, spiritually, yeah. Higher power. Believe. You know, I, again, like I'm one that believes in it all. I mean, I believe in God. I believe, you know, I believe in the higher powers. Um, I believe in what everybody else, you know, believes in that there's a higher power, that there's spirits. Uh, you know, I believe in the power of the sun. Again, you know, like if I look at stuff, you know, um, I'm like, uh, you know, the guy from the Vikings where he's he believes in God, but he also believes in the sun gods and that, you know, things like that. Like I'm, I, I, I believe again, like this, I believe in it all, man. I believe in the higher powers, you know? Um, but I do believe in the one true God, you know, and that's, you know, that's my belief. I'm not a, a peer go to church guy. Uh, um, but I, you know, I believe, I believe in the higher power. That's very well put, dude. It's funny that you bring up uh, Vikings cause we were uh, that we just had brought that up a few days ago about about that show. Great show. Did you watch the show Vikings? Oh yeah, oh yeah, loved it. Great fucking show, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I was sad that Rag that the Ragnar died, you know, and that's who I'm like comparing. Like I'm like like of how he his beliefs, the believing in the sun gods, believing in stuff. But then 
came over and then started believing in God too, but he didn't just forsake his son God, you know, like he wasn't like, they're not one, and I'm just a believer in God now, you know, he believed in them both, you know, and that, that's where I'm at, you know, like I, again, like I, you know, said with the, I believe in, I believe in a lot, bro, I, I'm, I'm pretty open on it all, and that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, open to like you said like like the vikings where he has his sun gods and this and that and then he's believing in in the true one god you know and um yeah i'd say that's me <laughs> i've definitely dabbled myself like i've kind of reached the same conclusion too but i got tattoos of fucking odin on me and celtic gods and i've dabbled with it all and uh Fun fact for anyone who doesn't know, my last name Higgins actually means Viking in Gaelic. And I thought really? for a while, like, oh, I, I must have some Viking ancestry. You know, that's sick. But when I looked into it and my family, my parents have gotten the DNA test. I have zero actual Viking blood in me. Almost all <laughs> almost all Irish, but I'll take it from the namesake. Uh, Close the, enough, the, Irish. The, the Irish took it on after the Vikings dominated over there. Exactly, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like, all right, well, we might as well take a Viking game. <laughs> if you guys came in here, pillaged us. <laughs> do you, Do you have a uh, like a guilty pleasure TV show? Ah, guilty pleasure TV. Uh, like something that, like, if one of your training guys or one of your guys walked in the room and they saw you watching, they'd be like, "Are you? Are you? Are you a bitch? Like, are you watching that? Like, for real?" <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know there's got to be so. I feel like I've watched too much TV recently with having kids because you can't get oh. out to, you know, I like it's you. like I got to be here. Like right right now I'm holding one of my sons, you know, talking to you guys because my girl's at the store. We got to split them up sometimes. So it's like mm. I watch more TV than I ever have just because I can't, you know, I got to be here, you know, for most of the time and you got to relax. So. I try to think of what I know. There's probably something I've watched that I wouldn't wouldn't want to say I've watched. <laughs> Definitely, I think I think I I think I got into the the new. It was called like the new girl, I think, or something for a bit. We watched like one of my girls' episode shows, and I didn't. I actually kind of liked it. It wasn't. <laughs> it was. It was one where you're like. Ah, and then he watched it. And he was like, "Hey, you want to watch another one?" <laughs> like, yeah. All right, all right. I think it's called the New Girl or something. And and that uh, it's been a bit since I watched that, whatever it was. But it one of those shows, like you said, I wouldn't wouldn't think I'd be watching. How were uh, your holidays, man? They were good, bro. They were good. Real, real simple. This was the honestly the first. So I, you know, I'm from Minnesota. I live in Colorado now. I've never missed a Christmas with my uh, with my parents. So this was the first one that we didn't travel back since we we you know we have the newborn and he actually got my my uh, my new son uh, Vahan got sick the first like two weeks or something. So he was on like a um, like an ox like oxygen for the, like a week week and a half, which was just absolute terribleness to see and deal with so we we decided not to try because that's one of those things I, i'm about tradition so i've never you know i say my you know all my years on this world i've never missed a christmas with my parents so this was the first one i didn't travel back for and it was tough honestly i mean even though i'm you know i'm, I'm 38 so it's not like you know like this is christmas with your parents but I've just that's that was a big thing to me. So that was tough for me, but I, I'm out here with with my girls' family, and we had, we had a good Christmas. It was just like I said, when you're used to a certain tradition, 
it's it makes it a little different, you know, and and, and whatnot. But it was good, and it's good seeing my, you know, my my eldest is you know a little over a year and a half now, so he kind of open present. You know, he ripped mm-hmm. him open and could see a toy and be be happy about it. So it's just kind of cool to see, you know, to see that now and just the transition in life and the the big changes too you know not to say i'm happy that i missed the christmas but it's just the you know it's the changing guard a little bit in life you know things are changing it sounds like uh you're in a good place with everything are you gonna make your forever home in colorado you know that's hard to say um i'm never like to think like that i don't know i'm open again to what can change and I, I love Colorado, and I, of course, I've been here a little over 10 years or so, and I, I, I don't see myself leaving anytime soon, but I do at some point, you know, because there's just a big world out there, and I like to see it, you know. I got some land here now, which I've been working on um, up in the mountains a little bit. I got 10 acres out there, which I'm not even sure, you know, what I'm planning with it yet, or if it's a, it could be a forever place, but I'm also... I'm not sure. You know, I don't like to live in that like, oh, this is where we are forever. Like right. it's a big it's a big world, you know. And I also see see myself and my family living in a another country at some point or some you know, something different. You know, like that's I've always kind of seen that, you know, just something something different, you know. What might be uh your destination of choice cuz as a lifelong martial artist, I'm sure You've gotten to travel to some cool places and see some different places. And you said another country, maybe. So do you have one in mind? So if I do, and then not saying if, as it can, you never know, but I've always looked at, I love Mexico. And, and the thing I always tell people why I also really love it is it's connected to the United States. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, I can always fucking drive, swim, fucking run back and get out my side of the world you know i'm an american you know like not no no uh put down of anywhere else but you know i'm a proud american so i've always said mexico and i i just because for one it's connected to us and and two it's like the fan it's mexico is not saying it isn't everywhere else and I, i've been to a decent amount of places but i haven't been obviously everywhere and but mexico is so family oriented dude and i love like I said, I'm a big family guy, and I just love how family-oriented they are out there. And you see it by their compounds, and most of the time, family just lives together forever. And like you just you feel it out there, and and I'm 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 big on that. Is there a certain place in Mexico you're thinking? Uh, no. Um, I've I've seen a few, and I could t- I could say all you know. I I I um uh, I was out in. Uh, Oh man, I can't believe I just mind space somewhere. I I just stayed out there for four months a couple years ago, and I would say that area. But then I know it's such a big, vast, you know. Um, gosh, I'm, I can't believe I'm mind blanking right there right now on that. But um, it, it, it's a there's a lot of spots I I still want to see before before I make that that decision where it could be you know because it's it's again it's a beauty there's a lot of beauty in mexico and um yeah i i can't exactly nail down where yet yeah mexico gets a bad rap but it's a it's a big country and it's uh from what I, i've only seen a small small part of it but yeah it's beautiful 
Well, man, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I've taken up uh, too much of your time already. You know, I, I feel bad because I, I know that you got your hands full with the new one. So oh, thanks, don't worry, man. Don't worry. It's been a pleasure, man. I'm just, my boy's actually sleeping right now. So it's no, I got him laying next to me and I got Beachy laying right here. So it's all, it's all good. <laughs> Anybody who's listening that wants to find out more about Brandon Gertz, should they? What's the best way? Uh, X or Instagram? Uh yeah, just the Instagram. I I don't really do anything on. I haven't since I got my new phone. I didn't even re- log into X. You know, I just I I'm not a big social media. You know, I I, I uh, you know we we it's it's in the it's in the world. You got to use it a little bit. So mm-hmm. I try to at least you know but more you know i'm more um <laughs> i'm less of a technology person than most i'm with but, you but but instagram you know like i said we all kind of gotta have gotta have something these days especially being an athlete it's like my instagram i bellator made me make it you know when i was with them and so that's i got that and you gotta kind of kind of gotta use those those tools these days yeah, I guess before I let you go, since um, we mentioned him a few times, what do you think of the merger, the Bellator and PFL merger? You know, I I think I think it's still out. Like I don't know what to think on it yet, and I don't think any, too many people do know. Um, all the information I've got on it is a little, little different. You know, everybody else has got a little different to say so it's 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 tough it's even when it was happening with the you know long time you know i was in bellator what 10 years you know so some of the people that i uh knew that were straight up in it didn't even know didn't even know what didn't even know what was happening you know um so i think it could be big you know, but then, you know, sometimes I hear that they're just going to shut down the Bellator. They're going to do Bellator versus PFL champs and then shut down the Bellator half. And and then I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, uh, what it looks like. Um, I, I hope they don't do that. And I hope, you know, it's on the, the other side where they keep keep that part going and do Bellator maybe as, you know, like they said, as Bellator International. And, and and have that sector and then have the the pfl and kind of merge them and 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 make a super house there you know because i think that would be much more beneficial you know i'm on the fighter side mm-hmm. you know so i think that would be much more beneficial to to keep bellator in some sort of manner and kind of work them both cohesive together you know and, and build stuff and then do champion versus champion you know once you you know once in a while and um i th- very beneficial but if they close it down especially instantaneously like some people have said is what's going to happen after they do champion versus champion I, I don't know if that benefits the fighters you know there's only so many roster spots that they can do and there's only so many shows that pfl can have you know, and I, and I also know there's not, and I know they're changing some of their stuff for PFL, but I know there's only so many people that can go through a tournament format like that. Not everybody's, not everybody's geared to, to do that. And um, I, I'm curious to see what happens. Like I said, a lot of the people I know are too, and 
people in it don't know yet what's happening <laughs> you know right what well, what what do they do though if if all the bellator champions beat the brakes off of all the pfl champions like you can't just go and shut bellator down right i mean <laughs> w- what do you do at that point right uh, that's that's crazy yeah think. that's that's crazy to think and that's why a lot still to be figured out in that and i you know what i i don't believe there's many PFL champions currently that would beat the the Bellator champions. You know, it's just it's, a, it's been a longer standing organization, and um, you know, a lot of like I said, a lot of the PFL champions are some younger guns and people like that. But those are the times they get through tournaments. You know, tournaments are grueling things. You know, um, but I don't think on a most night basis those type those guys beat you know, the Bellator guys, you know, and there's, there's some, there's some pretty good champions in Bellator that would go into the UFC, just like we've seen Chandler go up the ranks or others, you know, that, that would, you know, I'm excited to see even what MVP does while he's in, you know, in the UFC now, you know, so I don't think they could just do that once and then shut it down. But then again, the sport's crazy and you never know what they're going to do. It's whatever you think they're going to do, they sometimes do or oftentimes do the exact opposite. Michael Chandler, I know you fought him. I think that's the first time I covered you as a professional, maybe. I don't remember, but it was in Missouri, I remember. And mm-hmm. and I think you blew out your shoulder or something, right? And you were looking, yeah. you were looking really good before that fight, too. I was like, God damn, dude, if he didn't get hurt. <sighs> Was your relationship with Michael Chandler like? Was it? Did you? Were you guys cool, cordial, or like? How did you get along with him? We were cordial, but that was, you know, since the day I signed, and like when you signed with Bellator back in the day, you know, I was there a long time. We, you know, they flew me to Hollywood to do a photo shoot and and all that, and and he was there, and he was already had that. I think Alvarez fight, and I was looking at him like that's who I want to fight. So ever since I joined that's who I wanted to fight, you know? And that fight was so big for me because of that, you know? Um, and, you know, blowing up and everything was such a kick in the ass, you know? Um, it, it hurt, you know? Like I said, I was feeling great out there, you know? So he didn't want to strike with me, and it felt good, and, you know, and, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, but as cordial, yeah, dude, we were always cool. We fought on some cards, and he, he was always, you know, we were always always cool with each other. I'm not saying we're boys by any means or anything, but we were we were definitely cordial, and and every time we see each other, be, you know, how's it going, you know? Mm-hmm. His hands have gotten a lot better now, but back then... He yeah you were right dude he didn't he tasted it once and then he went right for the takedown he didn't want no part of on the feet with you exactly exactly and he has gotten better on his hands and that's been a big focus of his and and he you know he's got power in him too and we've seen it you know so nothing to take from him but yeah that 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 one's that's one of my top like you know I got a couple but that's one where I was like body why'd you do that to me mm-hmm. you know. A move I've done and posted on multiple times in my life for my shoulder just to completely give out was like, damn, <laughs> you know. But it's you know, life goes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things that you don't get at the time while you're doing this, but it always works out for the better somehow in the end. It always does, right? 
Mm-hmm. You just gotta you gotta take the the, the bad with the good. You yeah, know, and you learn. I can I can hear it uh, as a competitor myself in your voice, just thinking back and reliving those moments. Just like fuck, I wish I could get that one back or have it go a little different. I got plenty of those uh, moments too. I know uh, no, that was. That was a big one. Like I said, he was the he was the one I wanted to fight right when I joined. Just it, it, so I, I always had my eyes on him and, and getting a chance and then getting it taken from you in, in that manner, not just getting beat, but your arm completely getting taken out was like, damn. Like can't I just lose? <laughs> you know, like I I would have rather gone through a battle with him and, and you know, and had it happen because that's that's just like let I'm a, I'm a fighter and I want I want to go out you know and, and fight and not not my body give out some in that type of manner definitely you know but true warrior spirit is, you know and that I remember that fight pretty freaking as as much until I was sleeping you know and it was one of those things I you know I, when I felt my arm give out and then he gets on and he start he's starting to put a chokehold I'm like. I'm going to sleep. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm not tapping. Well, I'm, like, I'm fucking. <laughs> with, with that being said, maybe that chapter's not closed. We know Chandler's been waiting, holding out on a fight he's probably not going to get. Maybe he makes his way into bare knuckle and we get that super fight rematch. Uh, geez, the world is crazy, right? right? The world is crazy. You never, you never know what comes around, you know, and that would be something, like I said, since I, got into the big leagues that's who i i looked at you know like looked i'm not saying looked up to but look you know he he was he was the man you know he's a competitor and that's was always who i wanted to to test my skills against he's good but i think uh one of your boys is better if you, if you, if, if you catch my drift yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we proved that. So that was that was one to be at C and I, I, you know, I, I knew it was gonna be gonna be good for him. I just, you know, just given all the rounds I've had with him, and in in knowing, and you know, like I said, I I watched Chandler for those whole times, and you know, if he can't just take you down, you know, somebody that's tough. You know, gives them, gives them, gives it to them, and that's what we saw with my boy. So you know when you find like a band and it's like an obscure band and no one really knows who they are, and it's, you kind of like feel like it's your band. You know what I'm saying? And then they get popular, and then every everybody likes them, and you're like, you kind of feel like, fuck, that was my band. You know, like <laughs> that's how I felt about Gaethje when he went to the UFC because you know I've been watching him in the World Series of Fighting and. Now all of a sudden he comes to the UFC and you got all these people on his jacket. It's like the dude's been good for a decade, dude. Where have you been? You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, he he he's a monster, dude. And the thing is, it's his heart, you know. And it's it it just a showcase throughout the years and and seeing and um, like you said, he was always good because the the dude gives one thousand percent in it all, you know. So there ain't no quitting that guy, and there ain't no giving anything but every ounce of fucking effort he has. You're only as good as your training partners in steel, sharpened steel, right? Fuck, we, there was times it was just me and him beating the shit out of each other, and we'd be like, bro, where's everybody else? And he'd be like, be like well, you fucking, you fucking hooked him to the head too many times. I'd be like, well, you kicked him too many times. <laughs> so then it's just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was... 
we had we had some hard hard ground out years, man. It was it was good. It was good. Well, shit, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you're super busy. You know, with the holidays just passing, being a, a new father again. So, uh, thanks, dude. I appreciate it tremendously, dude. You yeah, know what, great brother, talking. Anytime, anytime yeah. guys. You know, from uh, all the people that I used to talk to back in the day when I was doing the the MMA journalist thing full time, you're one of like only two, maybe three guys that like I considered like friends, like good dudes, man. So I I really do appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, bro. Of course, man. I appreciate it. You've been you've been great throughout the years. So that's that's how it works, <laughs> you know. So that was our first conversation with an MMA fighter, current bare knuckle fighter Brandon Gertz. I know you had a good time talking to to Brandon Gertz. You guys share a lot of things in common. Wrestling is included. Definitely. Most of what he said, I agree with on point. Definitely a guy I would get along with, a guy I'd love to train with. The mentality of fighters is definitely a unique one, like I said to him, and that perspective usually lends itself well to open-minded conversations. Great first guest to have as a uh, fighter. He seems super open-minded, right? Like, he doesn't... I like how he doesn't have his mindset. Much like you and I, we don't have our mind kind of married to any one idea. He seems open to, you know, information. Like, you might believe something today, but maybe in a week from now, new information presents itself. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to modify my belief. He, he's very open to a lot of different things, which is really cool about him. For sure. For sure. And, like, continually evolving as a martial artist and transitioning between disciplines and stuff is him that he's been doing is uh you know it lends itself well to being open in other areas and always uh learning and evolving during the conversation you brought up uh, a potential like crazy uh coming back 360 kind of uh, uh rematch with michael chandler perhaps in the in the bare knuckle arena this time around and it got me thinking it'd be crazy like mike perry mike perry and him might be like a real possibility <laughs> yeah, too yeah somewhere down the line but um, Perry's probably a little bit bigger. Perry's taller, you know. Uh, I don't think Brandon Gertz isn't too tall for a welterweight, but he definitely packs a, a punch. It at seems like the weight classes have been uh, a lot more combined in the bare knuckle too, and it doesn't matter as much when there's not a whole lot of grappling going on, even though there's clinching and striking will still uh, matter. But uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm also. Uh, playing a little matchmaker now with wrestling wars and being the vince mcmahon of that so I, maybe i just pitched a super fight and if we see it happen just know uh i was i was calling for that fight how is the matchmaking Dude. i know it's super stressful because you you wear like a thousand hats and it's so it's so new and you only have a limited amount of people that are willing or not nah, i shouldn't say willing but you only have a, a handful of people that are helping you currently so you're wearing a lot of hats that hopefully you won't be wearing each ep, you know each presentation hopefully it'll be a little less for you each time but um just talk to just the matchmaking a little bit and how difficult that is and your new respect that you might have for it dude like i keep laughing and saying uh i understand why dana white is a red face fucking spaz for trying to put matchups together and yeah like for wrestling wars for the most part i've done a lot of it yeah i have you and my close friends and stuff and training partners helping out with it definitely uh my friend mitch has helped a lot with the matchmaking and running it out of his gym the uh putting the matches together is fucking fun that's like the exciting part like trying to get these guys 
well matched, make sure there's no mismatches, but trying to like confirm someone to do it, especially for these different styles of grappling that people aren't familiar with, like trying to get people to commit and not, uh, you know, back out at the last minute, send me these pictures. All right. Is this guy going to show up? All right. Oh, fuck this guy. All right. And everyone, yeah. Calling my name. I'm trying to set it up. Uh, man, it is a lot, but it's fun. It's something I think is going to blow up. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's fun. I think I, I'm a fucking grappling nerd. I'm a martial arts nerd. So putting these matchups together and trying to make it funny and entertaining with a group of people who I know are funny and entertaining, those close to me and my training partners that work hard, my students. I've featured a lot of matches with my students, some of whom I've trained a lot, some of whom I have only trained a little bit. Some random people are in wrestling wars that, you know, outsiders that are looking to get a part of it. And that's going to be more and more of a thing. We had a little explosive kind of ending. I know that you put, I saw on Instagram, there's a little clip of it too. It's done pretty well. I think it had like 10,000 views, dude. Yeah, that's, uh, we're trying that's to big keep anybody. it exciting. That's big for, for us, small time bird players. Definitely. And uh, as a, you know, fan of martial arts and fan of WWE as a kid and the entertainment value, I, I always hate when the UFC goes on the McGregor route, if you will, just take whatever's the most loudest, most fucking what's going to get the views, what's going to get excitement, whatever, and uh, put that on blast. But I did say from call wrestling, that cheap War, yeah, wrestling, exactly from wrestling wars uh, inception, I wanted it to be goofy and different and have like corny, stupid, funny, entertaining scripts and skits. And that's what we're going to do. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it was all character in the moment in a heel and then that worked or if it was a little bit of just savagery in the moment where it's hard to fucking shut it off when you're just going for the kill catch wrestling is brutal it's it's literally more like a fight yeah i think we just got a little bit of crossover from not being able to turn off that intensity as soon as the match ended it's uh it's hard for some people Definitely. I'm the furthest thing from an expert when it comes to any kind of, you know, wrestling. Obviously, a huge fan covered the sport in a way, you know, MMA. Huge fan of pro wrestling since I was a kid. That being said, I think that that was just raw motion at the end, you know, because it was a tough battle, dude. It was a tough battle, and I think it was raw motion because, let me tell you, if that was him being a heel, then the motherfucker is the best sign him he's the best seal you got that was he got you know hook line and sinker i was in but i instantly want to see him again that's the thing you know i instantly want to see that guy again so yeah good shit dude this was a good one fuck yeah anything else oh all of subscribe, our subscribe like share two download true, two true seekers boom the greatest prison that people live in is the fear of what other people think what happened to me as a result of all the ridicule I went through is that I stepped out of the fear of what other people thought.